Welcome to Ask God 365, a podcast dedicated to answer life's difficult questions. Today's question is, what is a man? In a world of social changes, we will look at the biology of the male and also look at the biblical world view with regard to what is a man. So let's get started. A man is an adult male human, and prior to adulthood, a male human is referred to as a boy or as a male child or adolescent. Like most other male mammals, a man's genome usually inherits an X chromosome from the mother and a Y chromosome from the father. Sex differentiation of the male fetus is governed by the SRY gene on the Y chromosome. There is a difference between male and female. During puberty, male hormones which stimulate androgen production result in the development of secondary sexual characteristics, thus exhibiting greater differences between the sexes. And these include greater muscle mass, the growth of facial hair, and a lower body fat composition. Male anatomy is distinguished from female anatomy by the male reproductive system, which includes the penis, the testicles, sperm duct, prostate gland, and the epididymis, and by secondary sex characteristics, including a narrower pelvis, narrower hips, and smaller breasts. The male reproductive system includes external and internal genitalia that merits repetition. The male external genitalia consists of the penis, the male urethra, and the scrotum, while the male internal genitalia consists of the testes, the prostate, the epididymis, the seminal vesicle, the vas deferens, the ejaculatory duct, and the bulbourethral gland. The male's reproductive system's function is to produce semen, which carries sperm and thus genetic information that can unite with an egg within a woman. Since sperm that enters a woman's uterus and then fallopian tubes goes on to fertilize an egg, this develops subsequently into a fetus or child. The male reproductive system plays no necessary role during gestation, just in the fertilization of the egg, and does not play a role in the development of the fetus. So what we've gone over is the biology and the anatomy of a man. Now the question is, what does the Bible say with regard to what is a man? Who am I that you would be mindful of me? The psalmist response to feeling the overwhelming grace of God in his life. That you actually think of me, that though I am lower than the angels, yet you crown me with glory and honor, not because I deserve it, but because you love man and mankind, and you love me. It is clear that God loves every human being, male and female. But what is man according to the Bible? The Bible presents man in the proper context of the creator-creature relationship. Man is created and sustained by God. In Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. 
further on in Genesis 1, 26 through 31. And then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move on the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds in the sky, and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And God said that he had made And it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. In Acts 17, 25 and 28, we see, Nor is God worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, since he, the Creator, gives to all life, breath, and all things. For in him, or in Christ, in God, we live and move and have our being as also some of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Did you hear that? We are the offspring of the God of the universe, the creator, Jesus Christ. Man as a person is therefore capable of making moral choices. The Christian trilogy, or tripart view, holds that humankind is a composite of three distinct components, body, spirit, and soul, created in the image of God. After the creation of Adam, every living creature was brought before him to receive its name. And he saw that to each had been given a companion, but among them there was not found an helpmeet for him. Among all the creatures that God had made on the earth, there was not one equal to man. And God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him an helpmeet for him. Man was not made to dwell in solitude. He was to be a social being. Without companionship, the beautiful scenes and delightful employments of Eden would have failed to yield perfect happiness. Even communion with angels could not have satisfied his desire for sympathy and companionship. There was none of the same nature to love and to be loved. God himself gave Adam a companion. He provided an helpmeet for him, a helper corresponding to him, one who was fitted to be his companion and who could be one with him in love and sympathy. Eve was created from a rib taken from the side of Adam, signifying that she was not to control him as the head, nor to be trampled under his feet as an inferior, but to stand by his side as an equal, to be loved and protected by him, a part of man, bone of his bone, and flesh of his flesh. She was his second self, showing the close union 
and the affectionate attachment that it should exist in this relation. There's a beautiful psalm of David, Psalms 8, verses 4 through 8, that asks the question, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you should visit him? For you have made him, man, a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. And you have made man to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. In view of God's handiwork and the limitness of his creation, David is awestruck by the Lord's concern for human beings and the position he gave them to rule over creation. The all-powerful God of the universe cares so deeply for us that he made us only slightly lower than himself and gave us authority over his creation. And the triune Godhead's decision to create humans in his own image and likeness and give them authority over all of God's creation. What are mere mortals that you should think about them or son of man that you should care for him? Yet for a little while, while you've made him a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor, you gave them authority over all things. Jesus humbled himself and became a human being. God incarnate. Psalms 8, 4 through 8 was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. In Christ's earthly ministry, he was a little lower than the angels. As a man, he willingly experienced suffering and death, just as we do. But Jesus tasted death for everyone, and he took on our nature and became like us, but without the sin and rebellion that tarnish our existence. Through his death, Jesus broke the power of death for us. And because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Jesus became a human and died to set us free from death. Jesus became a man to give us an example of what a man should be. May the Lord richly bless you as you look at answering the question, what is a man? What is a man? And how that was answered and shown in the life of Jesus Christ. May the Lord richly bless you as you study God's word. And please join us next week for another question that will be answered to help address life's difficult situations. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.